Hello. This is poetry reading number three of the podcast called Blood and Rain. I'm your host, Arthur Dane. It's coming through a hole in the air from those nights in Tiananmen Square. It's coming from the feel that this ain't exactly real. Or it's real, but it ain't exactly there. From the war against disorder, from the sirens night and day, from the fires of the homeless, from the ashes of the gay, democracy is coming to the USA. It's coming through a crack in the wall, on a visionary flood of alcohol, from the staggering account of the Sermon on the Mount, which I don't pretend to understand at all. It's coming from the silence on the dock of the bay, from the brave, the bold, the battered heart of Chevrolet, democracy is coming to the USA. It's coming from the sorrow in the street, the holy places where the races meet, from the homicidal bitchin' that goes down in every kitchen to determine who will serve and who will eat, from the wells of disappointment where the women kneel to pray for the grace of God in the desert here and the desert far away. Democracy is coming to the USA. Sail on, sail on, almighty ship of state, to the shores of need, past the reefs of greed, through the squalls of hate. Sail on, sail on, sail on, sail on. It's coming to America first, the cradle of the best and of the worst. It's here they got the range and the machinery for change, and it's here they got the spiritual thirst. It's here the family's broken, and it's here the lonely say that the heart has got to open in a fundamental way. Democracy is coming to the USA. It's coming from the women and the men. Oh, baby, we'll be making love again. We'll be going down so deep, the river's going to weep, and the mountain's going to shout, Amen. It's coming like the tidal flood beneath the lunar sway, imperial, mysterious, and amorous array. Democracy is coming to the USA. Sail on, sail on, almighty ship of state, to the shores of need, past the reefs of greed, through the squalls of hate. Sail on, sail on, sail on, sail on. I'm sentimental, if you know what I mean. I love the country, but I can't stand the scene. And I'm neither left nor right, I'm just staying home tonight. Getting lost in that hopeless little screen. But I'm stubborn as those garbage bags that time cannot decay. I'm junk, but I'm still holding up this little wild bouquet. Democracy is coming to the USA. To the USA. That was a poem and song by the late, great Leonard Cohen, singer-songwriter of many decades of an illustrious career. I first heard that poem in the trailer for the season three of Mr. Robot about four years ago 
It was overlaid some very intense, very violent uh, frames from the upcoming season of riots and tense encounters. And it really took me aback. Democracy is coming to the USA. Certainly doesn't feel that way if you take a look at the news. Even the news is bashing the current administration. Even the news is beginning to highlight the fact that inflation is just absolutely out of control. Even the news is beginning to highlight how America is losing its head. And one has to question how it is that we're going to get out of this mess. Well, many a meme of out there of there is no political solution. I honestly don't even think people understand what that means. What does it mean for there to be no political solution? Well, it means it gets violent. It means war. What does war look like in this country? Well, it's tough to say. This is a country with 400 million gun owners. Sorry. 400 million independently owned guns. There's not even 400 million people in this country. But you also have a military industrial complex that, from my understanding, from a few friends in military intelligence, that the military is quite simply full of infighting when it comes to officers and people near the top. Now, what exactly does that mean? Well, it means that the military could potentially change hands, or the direction of the military as such. It's pretty clear to see that the people Biden's place in charge are puppets, which begs the question who's actually in charge that's a very scary question at this point for many it's not a question many people would be willing to ask that's a question that many people would be very scared to ask and very scared to know the truth about and i don't i certainly don't know the truth so why the poem why democracy why democracy by leonard cohen Many men are waking up to the fact that much of the situation is actually their fault. The notion of, wait till the people who want to be left alone get involved. Well, it's about time you join the damn party. I've heard many men talk about, oh, I just want to, I just want to leave. I just want to, I just want to get to the woods. I need to get to the woods. And... As soon as I get to the woods, all my problems will go away, and maybe for a time. But you're actually a coward. There's no other way to put that. If a man is genuinely driven to solitude, that is something completely different. But I don't see many men running towards something, even if they do have an affinity for the woods. I see men running away. <clears throat> I see men running running away from the problems that they're seeing in their day-to-day -day lives. These are not problems that you vote 
for every four years. These are problems that you vote with your actions or your lack of actions. You're not attending the school board meeting that's putting critical race theory. That's forcing a certain agenda upon your children. You're not creating the culture in your local town. You're not creating the masculine culture that you desire. You're not being the catalyst for the change that you want to see. It only takes a small handful of people with a concentrated effort of mind, body, and spirit to make a change that is noticeable in the immediate vicinity. We're much better at creating change that we can see immediately, and that catches like wildfire. If you change the local landscape, you change the greater landscape beyond. When the locals are fortified, that carries up to the county. Those locals can't be ignored. Then the politicians start appealing to you. But it started with your will, it started with your mind, it started with your actions. Many of you know that I'm in the Bay Area, Oakland, a place that unfortunately is hellbent on killing itself. Has been for a very long time. A few good things the Black Panthers did, to be honest. The free lunch program for kids to be fed, even if the lunch was slop, it was better than nothing that a lot of kids had available. Part of me really doesn't want to leave, but I do feel the need to go. I'm moving to Texas. And I'm going towards Texas for the sake of martial arts and for the sake of uh, becoming a complete martial artist and for my dollar going further. With eventual plans for a homestead for my children. I can't run from anywhere, but what I can do is when I'm running towards somewhere, begin to foster the change that I want to see. Now, granted, this is very likely less I want to change about Texas than I do I want, want to change about the Bay Area, but it's time for me to go, unfortunately. That being said, I can keep fortifying the culture that I care for. Sovereignty. The ability for violence, but the notion that we must always keep it sheathed until absolutely necessary to unsheath said skill for violence. I can fortify my values there. I can fortify the values in general there. There is no democracy in the USA. Instead of going out and acting, instead of showing up at the school board meeting, instead of starting the community garden, instead of starting the local militia, instead of creating communities for homeschooling, instead of strengthening the church your local parish what have we done we've outsourced everything to a decision made every four years that started with the actions that we didn't take 
A wonderful thing about the internet these days is also its Achilles heel. The Great Awakening is happening. We're seeing it all around us. But the Great Awakening doesn't mean a damn thing if we don't act on it. What's wonderful about the internet is we start a community, we start an example that inspires another community elsewhere. Four years later, you have communities driving the culture, you have communities driving the value system. And eventually, the politicians need to act in line. Many people think we're going to have a civil war in this country. I don't see that happening, to be honest. We're in a far more mechanized age with a military-industrial complex that's winner-take-all, and that war is fought in-house. Independent gun ownership is certainly the linchpin preventing complete all-out totalitarian government. Australia is obviously the cautionary tale there. That's a defense, but it's not an offense, like many people are saying. Waging war on one's own government when there's that many weapons involved will likely lead to decimation. It's easy to fantasize about this sort of thing, but that's just the way it is. Problem is, many of you may be listening to this and wondering what it is that I can do. What it is that I can do to actually stop this oligarchical nightmare. Well, the key, as you've heard with many podcast guests on this podcast, totally not Anacreon, Letters from the Ruins, The Bank Trapper, Arthur Kwan Lee, is decentralization. We have many tools at our disposal for decentralization. Blockchain, land, precious metals, online income, homesteading, independent banking. All of these things, all these practices we can cultivate to become more sovereign and gain strength and we can inspire others to do the same. Chipping away bit by bit by bit by bit by bit against this oligarchical nightmare. And then the power is in the hands of the people. And suddenly, democracy is coming to the USA. Many of you are ready to fight the good fight, the final fight, some would say the end times fight. And every man must prepare for that. Every man must be a full martial artist, striking, grappling, bladed combat, and firearms proficiency. In the context of a long gun, in the context of a handgun. At long range, for the sake of hunting, same thing in military situational concepts let's call it that I'm sure there's some terminology that I am not aware of some people would call it tactical situations maybe that's a better name for it that's certainly something that should be cultivated by every man but you're not actually a man if you're saying I'm just ready for when the shit hits the fan No. The greater mark of a man, and this is something I'm learning myself, 
is not his capacity for destruction, but his capacity for creation, to build. Men need to build something far greater than what's being built against us. So now, now that we know this, we must ask our God what it is that we are meant to build. Is it communities of men? Is it buildings itself, buildings that inspire? Churches, meeting places, monuments? Is it something simpler than that? Either way, a culture needs to be built. A culture that every man can agree upon. Many people want to go all the way to the notion of reparations, critical race theory. Many people want to judge today's people of a Caucasian complexion. Want to judge their ancestors by today's moral standard. This is nonsense. However, these people who know this is nonsense also want to turn a blind eye to a massive skeleton in the closet of this country that is slavery. We have a new moral standard now, for whatever reason, maybe because we're in a nonviolent age, but that's something to celebrate. But with that, we mustn't ignore that all of this has happened. Slavery, Jim Crow. If you were in a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, you were considered lesser in this country for a very long time. Men in the South don't really stand, understand this concept. Men in the Midwest and the West don't understand this concept either. This is the Northeast. But it's still the epicenter of this country. This country was for a very long time racist. I know many people are not going to like me saying that. But I'm also not going to hate myself for being white. Like many people are insisting that I, that I indeed do. That's the exact same course of action that white people did to black people. They made them hate themselves for the race. They did it to Italians as well, Irishmen, Poles, Germans. If you weren't a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, they wanted you to hate yourself. And now black people want, well, I shouldn't say that. Not black people, but many people, many supporters of critical race theory. Many supporters of these things want people to quote-unquote hate their whiteness. And obviously, this will just add fire to racial tensions. If you're playing a game of racial tension, you're playing into the hands of those who are trying to consolidate power for the sake of the oligarchy, and you're not very smart. I've been called a colonizer. Uh, I've been, I've had my work ethic be cast aside in my success in my work and had it chalked up to being a straight white male. Um, 
This, of course, is nonsense. I've been attacked <laughs> uh, for being white physically. It didn't go so well for them, but um, I've had my life threatened. But I'm still not going to play into racial tensions because I understand there's people and there's programming. And these people are programmed. And I have enough strength of self-defense. And I have enough skill for detachment to understand that. These people are not thinking straight. These people have consumed a narrative. There are places that have long enough standing of an ethnic, historical majority native to their country, and those countries belong to their natives, whether it be in Africa, Asia, or Europe. But in countries like the United States, the ancestry has been wiped out, whether Native American, Moor, or Tartarian. So where does that leave us? Where does that leave the social capital of this country? Well, as our friend Totally Not an Acreon told us, social capital is at an all-time low in this country. There's nothing agreed upon that we can move forward with. But what is agreed upon that we can move forward with is the contents of the Constitution and its amendments. The 14th Amendment, the Equal Protection Under the Law for All Citizens, is one that historically has been horrendous in execution. There are many things that haven't been normalized for many. But what can, what can we move forward with? We can agree upon the fact that in the past, this Constitution and its amendments haven't been applied correctly to all citizens of this country. But the principles still remain, and the principles are unlike anything else created on this earth. This is still a country where people can come and forge a life for themselves, despite the amount of inflation that we're seeing now. That is still something that can be celebrated. No country is innocent. No country has a history of innocence, not one. I don't care how small you are. I don't care if it's Brunei, Lesotho, Yemen, Bhutan. No country is innocent. So the constant, the constant criticism of one's own country as evil It gets us nowhere. All countries are evil. But this country has a framework where men have enough opportunity for action that were hailed in goodness. This is a country where goodness can be heralded. That is something that I believe, and I know, that men of all races, men of all backgrounds, 
and men of all faiths can agree upon. They can invest in an America whose principles apply to all. Sovereignty can be for every man. Strength can be for every man. And with mutual positions of strength, true negotiations can be had and true relationships and bonds can be forged. This notion of together, but not the same. I look at you, I am by blood, Canarian, Basque, Sicilian. I can look at you by blood, Mongolian. I can look at you by blood, African-American. And I say African-American because, unfortunately, many of them, as Marcus Garvey once said, are not able to know their roots. I can look at you, Nigerian. I can look at you, Malaysian. I can look at you, Argentinian, Icelandic, what have you. Say, this is what I come from. This is where my blood comes from. And I am in this land now. Tell me, tell me about where your blood comes from. Let us not forget our roots. Let us not forget our culture. And there's some customs that overlap and some customs you can keep to yourself and I will keep to myself. What we can agree upon, what we can build forward. We can fortify in this country. We can have a say with our actions. And people will eventually notice. It creep in and chip away at this oligarchy plaguing us now that doesn't want us to act at all. On the horizon, that democracy is coming to the USA. Good night and good storms. Thank you.